that. Let me pray first. Father, we just thank you. Uh, we pray right now that you would just take uh, our time together, that you would use it, uh, use it, direct it, cause, Father, your revelation to be revealed to us concerning faith, the importance of it, and uh, what it means to walk and live by faith. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, the series title is called You've Got to Have Faith, and today I'm calling uh, today's message, You've Got to Have Great Faith. And I want to talk about great faith, and before I get to that, I just want to lead up to it with uh, a few scriptures. And I'm going to start with uh, Mark 11.22. Mark 11.22 says this, Jesus said it this way, he said to them, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And so if you wouldn't mind bringing that up, in the Richard, uh, it, it says, have faith in God. And so uh, as, as in some different translations, you'll find that it actually says to have the faith of God. And if you think about faith, and if you examine Scripture, the Bible says that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. And so we're to have his faith and live by that faith. What an awesome thing. He, he not only requires us to live by faith, but he also gives us the faith to live by. Amen? And so, and then 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're to, we're to walk every step that we live by faith. And, and, and honestly, uh, we're walking by faith. Many of us walking by faith in the Word of God, and we're walking by faith in our circumstances, our situations, whatever. But we need to walk by f- faith in God's Word and not by sight. And that tells me that we can walk by sight. And, and then it goes on in Romans chapter 1, verse 17. It says, the just shall live by faith. And so this ought to be a lifestyle that we live out, is that we ought to live by faith. And, and that means that we can also live by great faith. And, and as I was thinking about these scriptures, there was a few things that I wrote down that I want to give you. First of all is this, is that we got to have faith to overcome all the problems of life. Really, we do. We, we, if we're going to overcome rather than being overcome, then we need, we need to walk by faith. We need to live by faith. And, and then uh, I wrote down that we've got to have faith to overpower all the power of the enemy. And so faith enables us and gives us the ability to overpower all the power of the enemy. And then I, I wrote down we've got to have faith to obtain all the promises of God. So faith will allow us to obtain everything that God's promises promised us. And the Bible says that he's promised us all things that we need for life and godliness. So whatever we have, whatever your greatest need is, he wants to meet that need for you. And then we've got to have faith to obey God and to live out all of our potential. And, and the Bible says that Abraham, by faith, obeyed. And so it takes faith to obey God's word. Why is it that people struggle in obeying God? It's because they struggle in their faith. And, of course, we know that faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Now, I like to say it this way, and I say it almost every time I quote it, it does not say faith comes by hearing and having heard. It says that faith comes by hearing and hearing and by hearing the Word of God. We need that continual 
input of God's word into our life in order to have our faith strong like it needs to be. And so we've got to have, in short, we've got to have faith. Has that been a a good foundation to launch from? We've got to have faith. We need it in our life. And specifically today, God wants us to have great faith. And we're going to examine what it means to have great faith. And I'm taking this out of Matthew's gospel, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5 through 10, if you're taking notes. And by the way, if you are taking notes, and you may not know this, but there's notebooks out at the at the Welcome Center that are free for you, that you can keep your notes in, and they're just there so that you can go back and reference those notes and help you to uh, uh, just to continue to renew yourself in, in, in that that's been taught. Uh, but Matthew chapter 8, verse 5, we'll start there. It says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him pleading with him, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed and dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. I love that about Jesus. He's just ready. He's ready. He's ready. I will come. I'll heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. And Jesus heard it, and he marveled. I think he marveled because he, he, it was something that was uncommon. It was rare in his day, and I believe it's probably rare in our day and age, too, and we're going to talk about that today, and I believe that's going to change. That's what I'm believing. Would you believe with me? And so Jesus heard it and he marveled and said to those who followed, Assuredly, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And so what I want to do is I want to talk about how can we have great faith. The first thing that I see in this is, number one, is that we got to have a great respect for authority. We've got to understand that authority, that God flows and he works through authority. He is something that uh, so many may not even understand. And, and Jesus, you know, he was willing to come and do it. And the guy responded, he says, listen, I, I, I understand authority. I, I tell this one, go do this, and he does it. And, 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 you know, he began to explain authority to Jesus like the author of authority. He, he begins to tell him what authority looks like. And Jesus, he, he just marveled that he, of his understanding of authority. He understood authority and he, he respected. He says, listen, if you'll just speak your word, if you'll just speak the word, I understand the authority that your word carries. And so I understand authority and I respect authority. And, and so because of that, you don't need to go, just command it. Isn't that awesome about the Word of God? Amen. And here's, here's the thing that as I was preparing this, I, 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 there's many ways that I could have gone. There's so many things that we could talk about faith. I thought if we don't have a good understanding, a good foundation, and a good respect of authority, then I believe that we sh- we'll sell ourselves short. And I think a lot of people do sell themselves short because they don't respect authority. Authority in all levels. 
Authority in the home, civil authority, spiritual authority, authority within your own uh, relationship with the Lord. And we just don't understand authority. And because of that, it, 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 it really hurts our faith. Doesn't mean that our faith doesn't work, but is it great faith? I want great faith. How about you? I, I, I want I want to be able to operate in that great faith. And so, as I was I, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking a lot of people's faith suffer because they don't understand authority and they don't respect authority like they need to. And this is a tough thing. And honestly, I think every one of us can struggle if not are struggling with authority on a regular, regular basis. And let me tell you why. And, and, and as I was preparing this, I, 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 I just felt like the Lord showed me this, and it's just that if we live in the flesh, if we live according to the flesh, if we live selfishly or in pride, we're always going to resist authority. We're going to resist God's authority. And I'm not wanting to get heavy starting out, but it's going to be a little heavy starting out. Because if we truly want everything that God has for us, we've got to understand that it's not going to be our way, it's going to be His way. That we flow according to His authority. He wants to answer our, he wants to answer our prayers. He wants to move on our behalf. But we've got to flow according to his authority. I think too many times we have an agenda and we invite God into our agenda rather than saying, God, what's your agenda? Can I be invited into it? Yeah. Whatever, whatever it is that you want what I want. And honestly, I say this all the time too, that uh, we default to selfishness. Yeah. If we don't purposely set our minds on the things of, the, uh, of God, the things of the Spirit, then we default automatically to, to the flesh. And if we default to the flesh, then we're going to automatically resist authority. Pride happens, selfishness happens, all those different things that, that come out of the flesh, that come out of a, a, a life that is not God-centered, that is not God-focused. What it means to be led of the Spirit is to be God-focused with your, with your mind and your life. Then, then God's able to lead it. But if we're, if we're not focused on God, if we're focused on us, on the things of this world, the things that we can gain in this world, then we're going to miss out on what God has for us. I love what John Brevere says. Some of you have heard of him. He says, submission to authority is an aspect of true honor. To say we honor authority yet refrain from submission and obedience to it is to deceive ourselves. Yeah. Jesus was, he marveled at it. One of the things that I had to learn long time ago concerning authority is I had to listen. I've got to be good at listening. What is it that, what is it that authority, see if you don't honor, if you, if you don't honor human authority, you're not going to honor God's authority. And if you don't honor God's authority, I guarantee you're not going to honor human authority. It all works hand in hand. And we need to, we need to be listening to authority. We need to be uh, learning from authority. We need to be following authority. Especially his. I just want to, I just, I'm just going to, 
I'm about done with this, this area here, but I want you to understand that we've got to respect authority. Romans chapter 8, verse 7, out of the Passion Translation, it says, The mindset focused on the flesh fights God's plan and refuses to submit to his direction because it cannot. The flesh is the flesh is the flesh. We are a spirit. You, 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 you are a spirit. You live in a body. You have a soul. The real person of who you are, you are a spirit being. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. And your spirit, when you got born again, if you are born again, what that means is that you've received Christ in your life. You gave, uh, you gave your life over to him. You made him Lord of your life. You said, take the leadership of my life. And the Bible says that he's taken your sinful nature out and he's placed his nature in you and you became righteous in Christ. And in, in your spirit, you are brand new. You are, you are righteous. You are sinless. But in the flesh... Your, your flesh can be wicked. When my son was uh, growing up, you know, I used to, I used to train, I ta- I train my son this way. Son, it isn't that I don't trust you as I don't trust your flesh, nor do I even trust my own. Because your flesh left to itself is always going to rebel against God. And you guys that allow that to continually happen in your life, you are, you are self-destructing. You are hurting yourself. You are, you are not helping. Sin is pleasurable for a time, but man, eventually the hangover comes. Eventually, you know, sin's going to have a payday and you're going you're gonna to wish you didn't do it. And you're going to end up at places that you wish you would have never gone. We always want to follow authority. Authority is our friend. God's authority is our friend. And I'm going to tell you, in the flesh, you will not follow authority. Not all the time. You'll hit and miss. All the time you'll hit and miss. You cannot do this outside of living in the Spirit. I just talked about that whole, that whole dimension of, uh, of, of, of the Holy Spirit. And I talked about all that. It ties. It, it, it's woven through every message that we ever speak. We can't even we can't even speak without the Holy Spirit's help. He he's the revealer of, of the truth. Amen. And so we've got to honor authority. Enough said. You got it. Okay. So it starts there. We got to honor authority. The second thing that I want you to see is that we need to believe God's word is absolute authority. He says, "Just speak your word. Just speak a word." And, and it'll be done. That's what he said in Matthew 8, 8. Just speak a word and my servant will be, not might be, not could be, will be healed. Because he knew of the absolute authority. I, I think of police officers. We have a, we have a retired uh, state trooper. We have a police officer out in the, in the, in the uh, lobby that, uh, that's you know, here to serve and serve the people, serve, uh, honestly, they're ministers of God, and they're here to serve. Yes. And, and, you know, police officers, they carry authority. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yeah. I mean, they can stand in front of cars and, 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 and put their hand up and, and <laughs> stop. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> because of the authority they carry. 
Now, be honest. In their self, if car wanted to run over them, they could do it as easily uh, them as they, they could me, right? But it's the authority that backs them, that empowers them, enables them to be able to be able to stop those cars. And as a believer, you and I have that authority. As a follower in Jesus Christ, we have that authority. But the problem is, is that most people don't believe in the absolute authority of the Word of God. They will believe the authority of their situation, their circumstance, the Word of man, over the, the authority of the Word of God. And I know, I know that there are some things that maybe have been spoken over you. Maybe it's, it's a death sentence that's been spoken over you. That you only have so long to live. Now, if you allow that to be the final authority in your life, then probably you will go ahead and, and close up this chapter of, of your life. But you need to understand that there is an absolute authority that never changes, that is yes and amen, it's the, it's the same today, uh, yesterday, today, and forever, it is the word of God amen. that's forever settled in heaven. Amen. And that when that word is spoken... Coupled with our belief in it, that word will produce in our life. And that's what faith is. It's, act, it's acting on the absolute word of God. You know, we, we've all had some things that in our life that have been spoken. And, uh, and I remember when my wife, they, they, she had a mass in her, in her breast and is like, oh man, we, we just, we had to speak to that thing. And say, you know, God's word is true. Still, my body, I'm never sick. I, I, from time to time, I'll have a little attack, but that's like, I start speaking over it. Listen, you're a liar. God's word, is, God's word is true. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. I've been redeemed from the curse of the law. Sickness being, uh, sick, sickness being one of those curses that I've been redeemed from. Amen. I'm a healed person. That the devil's trying to make sick. I'm not a sick person trying to get healed. Amen? Amen. And so we need to know, first of all, let's understand the word absolute. Absolute means absolute. It means it means that's just how it is. There's no there's no ifs, ands, or buts. It's absolute. God is absolute love. He cannot be any other way. That's who he is. His word is absolute. It, it works if we'll work the word. Amen. The word works if, it work, if we'll work it. Right. Amen? Amen? That's powerful. No matter what your situation is. Oh my gosh. Amen. Just quick story. Some of you have heard this, but quick story. I remember when I was going through a child custody uh, battle with my ex-wife. And my son was, uh, I think, four years old uh, at that time. And he's... 35, fixing to be 36, and so, uh, you know, that was a lot of years ago. And and I remember, I remember, you know, uh, some of you, I, I just told it recently, a matter of fact, part of this, and, and I remember just uh, the, the struggle during that time. I knew that he needed to be with me because I was going to bring him up in admonition, nurture of the Lord, and I was going to train him in the way that he should go. I was going to bring him up in the Word of God, 
and 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 my ex-wife at that time she she was young very young she was she had gotten away from the lord and i don't know how serious her relationship was at that time anyway and uh, but i know at that point in time she was not wanting to serve god but she wanted custody and i wanted custody and i knew that god wanted her uh him to be raised in in a godly home but there was no lawyer that would take on my case there was no judge that would have said yes to me and i remembered the only place i had to go which should have been the place that i went to in the first place anyway was the judge of judges Amen. the king of kings the lord of lords and so i went into prayer and i said i i continued to pray over that and it was a it was a long ordeal it was it was a long situation and i remember like it was yesterday we were in church service. And, it, and I tell you, I tell you this because it's happened to me. Never underestimate a moment. God can do in a, mo- in a moment what it would take us a lifetime to accomplish. And when we, I tell you, I, I, I want you to hear this because I want to cast some vision for this. Every time I say, take a few minutes and greet one another, be sensitive to God because God can do in somebody's life something that will be life-altering for them if we'll just be sensitive and follow follow God in, in obeying. But I just went, and during that, during that meet and greet time, I, I, I hugged my, uh, my pastor's wife, and all she said, she didn't say another word, she says, if God be for you, who could be against you? How many times I had heard that, how many times I've heard it, it still moves me to the core because it became so alive to me. It's like, I knew that I knew that I knew in my knower. From that point on, I didn't know how it was going to happen. I didn't know where it was going to happen. I didn't know how how it was going to come about. But I knew that my son was going to be in my care and he was going to be raised in a godly home. I just knew that I knew that I knew. Because if God be for me. Who could be against me? Everyone else might as well be for me. Amen? And that's how powerful the word of God is. It's absolute. Your circumstances are not absolute. The Bible says they're temporal, they're subject to change. But not his word. His word does not change. It's settled. Ever, forever settled. In heaven, First Thessalonians two thirteen. You got to have faith. You got to believe in the word of God. It says, "For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which so also effectively works in you who believe. who believe." It works effectively in you if you'll believe it. Let me give you the third uh, area that I want to share with you and how to have great faith. Number three is know your authority in Christ is enforced. That when you're in Christ, you're operating in the word of God, you're speaking the word of God, it's enforced. All heaven enforces it. You know, a police officer, when that police officer says, whoa, stop, Whatever, you know that all of, the, all, of, all of our nation will go and back it if need be, right? 
I mean, I mean, you you got the the whole police force that, if need be, will come and enforce that one that one individual's command, if need be. We've got all of heaven enforcing our command because we're in Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember in Matthew eight nine. In Matthew 8 9, he says, For I also am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to my servant, do this, and he does it. Let me, let me share something with you. I said that we're spirit beings. You need to understand that the Bible is a spiritual book. It's a spirit book, if you will. It's a spiritual book. You need to understand that the Bible was written by a spiritual being. The Bible says that God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. It was given to spiritual beings. You and I, we are spirit beings. We are spirit beings happening to have a, a human experience here on this earth. You, heard, you hear people, well, I'm only human. No, you're not. You're only spiritual. You're only a spirit. You just happen to be having a human experience. Faith is a spiritual force that comes from a spiritual book given by spiritual beings for spiritual beings to walk and live by. That's what faith is. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual uh, uh, um, uh, practice that we all ought to be living in. That's what faith is. It's not natural. It's not, it's, not, it's not of the flesh. It is a supernatural thing that we're supposed to live and walk by each and every day of every moment of every, every day. Are you getting this? So with that being said, you need to know your authority in Christ. You need to know that it's being enforced. You're in Christ. Ephesians says it this way. It says, but God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love, which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We're in Christ Jesus. I, I want to give you verse 6 out of the uh, Passion Trans Translation. It says this, He raised us up with Christ, the exalted one, who ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of, of the heavenly realm, for we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I'm glad you weren't any closer. Spit it. <laughs> I would have gave you a shower, Rusty. God himself is the power behind our authority. Isn't that awesome? So, with those three things being said, let me give you this last thought. Walk in faith with bold authority. Authority With bold authority. I think about my grandchildren. They are something. They are bold about asking anything from my, my wife and I. They are bold. My, my grandson, what was, how's that go, baby? Uh, he uh, went to his mama. Oh, okay. He wanted something, and and his mom says you're gonna have to you're gonna have to do more chores, and to earn the money to be able to do that. And he looked at her and said, 
Oh, that's okay. I'll just go talk. I'll just go ask Nana and Poppy. <laughs> just bold. Isn't that right? That's okay. I just go ask them. And and so <laughs> you know we're going to want to. But Jesus marveled. He marveled and he says, I've not found such faith, such great faith, not even in Israel. And, uh, and I'm here to tell you that you can be bold about your authority. The Bible says if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, then we'll have those things that we have asked of him, those petitions that we have asked of him. How can we know if he hears us when we ask according to his will? What is his will? His word. His word is his will. And when we ask, we can boldly ask it knowing that it's going to be enforced. We know that our faith will produce that great result that he wants to produce in and through our life. Please hear me out. One of the things that I struggle with is seeing people just tolerating stuff in their life that don't need to be tolerated. Jesus, I don't want him, I don't want it ever to be said, at least for my life, that he did anything in vain. That he did it and I didn't benefit because I didn't I didn't take uh, uh take take it and apply it to my life. I didn't take advantage of it. Let me give you a a, a closing scripture. Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen. It says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents or serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. This is talking about demonic forces. I, I, again, the Passion Translation, I love the way that it brings it out. Now you understand that I have imparted to you all of my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Isn't that awesome? And guys, this is going to be an awesome series. And it's going to be awesome and life-changing if we'll take what we hear and we apply it to our life. And let me tell you, it starts with honoring authority. You need to start asking yourself, am I living in the flesh? Am I living in the spirit? Because if you're living in the flesh, I'm going to tell you, you resist authority. You are resisting authority. And somewhere, somehow, you're resisting authority. You've got to make sure that you're walking in the Spirit. You've got to make sure that your mind is set on the things of the Spirit. And again, if not, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so, with that being said, put it to work. Don't be a hearer of this word, but be a doer also. Otherwise, you deceive yourselves. Let's pray.